Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, I have, I'm joining you with another incredible guest all the way from Sweden. All the way from Sweden. I think you're, you're our first guest from Sweden, matter of fact. We have Tony Panda joining us here today. And he is representing his podcast called Hope, Love, Faith. And he's also the host with his wife, shared with his wife. And we are here to talk about the podcast, the releasing of the podcast, what the the future of the podcast will look like, a little bit about your story as well, your marriage, some things that you learned along the way. And so, Tony, such a pleasure to have you here today. How are you? Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm fantastic. It feels incredible to to join you here today. Just to give our audience a quick snippet about what your podcast is about. So this podcast is all about Jesus, marriage, and everything in between. I mean, what else do you need, right? That's that's. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for a podcast to bless your life, this is it. Do you guys explore the life with Jesus in a secular world, which is you're considering Sweden, which I think we can consider a secular, you said secular country. I think we can consider it a secular world here because it's getting darker by the hour. And so I'm really excited to hear your passion behind your podcast and a little of your story. So Tony, just go ahead and tell us who you are. Why do you believe in Jesus? Uh, first of all, um, I haven't been a Christian all my life. Uh, my parents were not Christians and we didn't have any sort of uh, connection to any church when I was growing up. Uh, so so um, pretty early in my life, I got involved with drugs and, uh, and become a criminal and went in and out of prisons. And um, uh, during that time, uh, Jesus tried a few times to break through, but uh, I, I didn't recognize him. So I, I didn't have any choice but to continue with my life at that point. Down the line, when I was fed up with uh, all this and that kind of life that went in and out of prison, I uh, decided I wanted to to uh, find Christ. So you you kind of went down to the darkness a little bit, experienced what the world was like, and you, you wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of destruction, and if you can see it firsthand, uh, yep. you understand that there, there's only one way, or actually two ways to get out of it. Either way, either you die, or you uh, find some kind of solution that will set you free. Yeah, we actually share a very similar testimony, Tony. I had the same experience in my life, running from God, experiencing drugs, and finding my place at rock bottom. Thankfully, I never had to go to jail, but I was experiencing the the same destruction in my life as well. And I knew God yeah. was the answer. I cried out to him and he changed my life. It wasn't easy. It wasn't overnight. It was definitely a process, but it was that surrender moment that changed my life forever moving forward. 
And so what happened next after you gave your life to the Lord from that place of addiction? What happened next? Well, like the first time I, I felt the presence of Jesus, well, I was nine years old. I was at this camp and, and uh, I, when we had this like bonfire at the end of the night, I felt like this warm presence in my life. And uh, and when I went to the leaders to talk about it afterwards, they they told me to stop lying. This hasn't happened, and and they thought I was making it up as we and, as we were there, like for attention or something. So from that moment, I turned away from from that feeling because I I didn't know what it was. And um, after that, my life started to go downhill. Uh, at the age of ten, eleven, I was doing drugs. And uh, 13, 14, I was uh, put in a home for the first time. And, and when I was 17, I went to prison. And um, that was, was my life until I was like 23. And I was doing like the last month of my uh, last conviction. And uh, I was, uh, we have like three classes of prisons in Sweden. And the third class, which where I was at this point, uh, you're very free. You can do what you want until eight in the evening. Then they lock you up for the night, and then they open up at eight in the morning again. But so and you can the only the thing, prison. no, uh, not no. the prison, but you can like walk around freely. Mm -hmm. okay. And this this was like uh, summertime, so and the only thing you can do was like walk around the area. And mm -hmm. I was walking past this chapel that uh, I've seen like a few days earlier, and, and uh, it was all dark there so and I wanted uh, some peace and quietness and ser serenity so so I went into that chapel and sat there and I did that for a few days and when I went in there for one day uh, there was a pastor there and I was like freaked out because I had such a bad experience when I was younger so I walked away and then uh, uh, I went I didn't go there for a few days but then I decided I have to, I have to talk to someone about this. So I went there and the pastor was there and he asked if he could pray for me. And I said, oh, okay. Because I felt so calm in that room. Like everything on the outside was so stressful. But when I came in there, I felt calm. I could think for the first time in a very long time. So, so he prayed for me and he did that day after day. And uh, in every cell in, in the Swedish prisons, there's a Bible. But that's like the closest thing you get to, to um, uh, like Jesus. Uh, so I was reading the Bible and, and I was uh, reading John because I could relate to what he was going through with the pain I felt inside. And and one day I went to that pastor and said, you have to baptize me. And he said, that's, that's forbidden. I can't do this here. And I, <laughs> because that's the Swedish prison. Uh, you can you can do like mainstream stuff, but if it's like outside of the box, then it's prohibited. So he said that I was nagging on him for a few days, like you have to baptize me, and he said, okay, but I can get fired for this, so we have to do it like in secrecy. And uh, and he said, amazing I, I will that he was willing to do it. He was willing to put himself on the line to get you baptized. Yeah, wow. I, I I I think he just did it to get get me off his back. Because hey, I was pretty persistent. Whatever it took. Yeah. So he said, eh, "Okay, I'll meet you in the bathroom." But I knew that in the bathroom there were only toilets. There were no sink or anything. 
So I knew what was going to happen, but he didn't. So when we went into the bathroom, there was only toilets. And he said, okay, we have to do this in the toilet bowl. bowl. And there's no other option. And I don't know how the sewage works in other countries, but we have the same water in the toilet bowl as we have in the tap. So it's it's not the disgusting water by any means, but still I had to put my head it's the in mind, the toilet. The mindset is like, yeah. this is messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I had to put my head there in the toilet bowl and he baptized me there. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Looking to build a stronger family unit? Look no further than Strong Family Project. Founded by Mel and Joe Hashi, this organization provides a proven framework for establishing family values and stress-free leadership. Their journey of leaving their dream home and building a new life led to the creation of the Strong Family Path, which can guide any family toward a better life. Visit strongfamilyproject.com to learn more and start your own family journey today. Are you a fan of soulful pop rock music? Look no further than Elson Sutanto, a talented singer, songwriter, and pianist from London, UK. With over 15 years of experience in crafting iconic songs, Elson's live performances are influenced by legendary 1960s soul artists like Sam Cooke and Bill Withers. Elson is set to release new music in 2023, including his latest single, Thankful to You, Lord. Don't miss out on Elson's amazing talent. Find his music by searching at Elson Official on YouTube. Which, uh, uh, once again, I got this feeling when, like when I was nine, I was filled with warmth and I felt love for the first time as a grown-up. That has got to be the best baptism story I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. That's amazing. Praise yeah. God for, for just the pastor being willing to do that and go outside yeah. of the normal regulations to do that and you being willing to you know, you must have really wanted to be baptized if you stuck your head in a toilet, you know, like, come on, talk about yeah. dying like, to like yourself. The situation, like the situation that was going on in my head was um, either I leave this prison and I die yeah. or I need to make a massive change of some kind and find a new path in life. So uh, it was really life or death for me. And I think that he recognized that feeling. And this pastor, he was like way over, over his 60s. So I guess he had baptized a few and he's been, he had been like a prison pastor for many years. So I think he uh, understood like the, the desperation I felt. Okay. Uh, so when I got out of the prison, I, I was so motivated to find a church and find a, and uh, I mean, keep uh, learning about Jesus and and the Bible and everything. Uh, but when I went to these churches, they basically threw me out because of my history. It was very, I don't know how to explain it. It was, it was I've never felt uh, uh, blessed valued anywhere in my life. And this happened in two or three churches in Sweden. And, and once again, I, I lost hope. How did but, they know uh, the, your story? What was that situation like? But, well, I, I felt the need of telling everyone my story, that I have changed, and I had a reputation in that city to be a, a criminal and a, and a bad person in general. So 
I felt the need to explain what happened. And, and it's a testimony. And, God changed your yeah. life. He took you from here and brought you here. I mean, that's yeah, glorifying exactly. God. Let's keep telling people, you know? So I imagine the conflict that you had, you know, inside of yourself being treated like this. Yeah, I was, I was shocked because I thought that they really meant what they were saying. But um, this became a, another disappointment in my life. And, and uh, after a while, I just gave up. Um, but at this point, I've met uh, the mother of my children that uh, I had five children with later. Uh, so, uh, and when you start a family, uh, I, I was still motiv motivated to um, have a better life. And uh, but I didn't know if if it was gonna include Jesus. It felt like I've been turned turned away from that. But uh, I had this family with this uh, woman, and uh, one day that woman decided to leave. Not only me, but uh, also the, the the five kids. So I was all alone with these five kids. And at this point, I, I've been uh, working extra at a newspaper, and I understood that I wouldn't be able to work in that uh, line uh, with five kids all on my own. So I went to nursing school, and... Um, I, I still felt like kind of depressed uh, that I had to uh, leave what I really wanted to do, which was sports writing uh, at that point. And uh, when I went to nursing school, I met a girl, her name was Felicia, and um, she had also an amazing story. She was raised by a satanic father and had seen like these uh, uh, horrible things. And he had done this super horrible things to, to her. And I told my story that the uh, social service was like calling me every day to give up my children because of my history. And, and she wow. said that I have this old uh, Latin teacher that uh, uh, he, he, will, he knows the social service and he can talk to them and make it better. But I have to warn you, he's a Christian. So um, uh, if you want, I can, I can plan a lunch for us and, and you can meet him. And I, uh, at that point, I wasn't sleeping at night and I barely did what I have to do with the kids. So, so I was like up for anything. And uh, we booked that lunch. And when we went to lunch, Felicia and this uh, older teacher, they were talking to each other for 40 minutes. I was just sitting there listening when they were reminiscing about the old days and uh, and I, I kind of lost all hope, and, and suddenly he turned to me and said, meet me outside the church at uh, 9.50 um, on Sunday. If you're there, that's great. If you're not, I don't care. <laughs> and I left that lunch being so angry, like, why did I even agree to this? And, but uh, I, I also knew that the, um, the weekends were the toughest with the kids, because you have to keep them activated all the time, and takes a lot of energy so I, I i thought the change of scenery would would do us all good so so we went there at 9 50 and he didn't show up and just before 10 he he uh, came running and uh, almost felt like he was uh, uh, blaming us for him being late so he took us <laughs> into this uh church uh, and uh, as soon as we got into the church, there was like four older ladies just hugging us. And uh, uh, 
they didn't say much, but just hugged us. And I, I, first I felt like, okay, this is a scam. In, in yeah. That was my mindset. This is a scam and, and I need to, uh, like stay grounded. Don't, uh, believe everything they say. And, and at the same time I was thinking, you think that you're scamming me, but I'm scamming you because I have nothing left here. What? what? And so they took the kids to Sunday school and I, I went into the, to listen to the pastor preach. And, and once again, I felt this warmth that I felt when I was nine, when I was 23. And now for the third time I felt, uh, and, and, uh, I also heard, uh, a voice telling me, welcome home. I've been expecting you. Wow. And f- from that, uh, wow. point I've, I've been, uh, uh, I've never left the church and, and I've never, uh, second guessed my, my decision. Wow. What a testimony. What a story. Thank you for sharing your, your story, Tony. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I just have to say this uh, teacher sounds awful, but he's actually my best friend now. And, <laughs> uh, we have a podcast in Swedish together. So wow. uh, he, he really led me back home again. Praise God for your life. And. This takes us a little bit into now your podcast. You are now a host of a podcast. You're telling other people about Christ, how to be a Christian, you know, encouraging them in their faith. And so tell us a little bit about why, why do you have a podcast? What is the encouragement there? What's the hope there, the plan? Yeah. As I was saying, I have a, have had a, a podcast in Swedish for like six, seven years with this mean teacher that became my best friend. And, uh, during this time, um, I also met uh, my wife. Uh, I have written seven books about uh, my view of of Christianity and uh, how it it can help people go from darkness to to light. And my wife, which was not my wife at the point, bought one of these books. And she uh, had a lot of opinions on, she was not a Christian. Uh, so she had a lot of opinions on, on, uh, my view of things. And, um, uh, after that we met and, uh, we became, um, an item and, um, she was listening to the Swedish podcast every week and she had, uh, a few comments just about to, that. Just to too. ask a quick question. So <laughs> your podcast in Swedish, it is a Christian podcast or what are you guys talking about on that? Yeah, Christian it's, as well. it's, okay. It's called Altri Jesus, which means uh, all for Jesus, uh, which uh, is a conversational podcast between me and my friend. And sometimes we have some guests, Uh, but um, sometimes the the topics go outside of Christianity. And my wife had some, uh, some comments about that, that made sense. So. Like a few years ago, we started planning that one, one day we will do a podcast together. And then we have just been waiting for the right format and timing. And, and we yeah. finally arrived at the conclusion that it was time. Now. Yeah. And so far you guys have two episodes posted testimony, eh? the second part of the testimony as well. So you guys are putting your story out there, you know, available for people to understand and to get on board. And so what's your, yeah. your expectation of the podcast? Well, this is also a conversational podcast, but between uh, a man and his wife and all the things that you go through in a marriage. And uh, also, I mean, 
there's a lot there's a lot of things that can go wrong wrong in a marriage and we think that uh, if we keep uh, uh, Jesus in the center of our marriage then that will resolve a lot of issues that we have yeah and so we so we are trying to be open and honest about our own marriage and also give tips to other people that are going through tough things in their marriage mm-hmm. I've been married for three years now. My wife is Brazilian. And so we came from different countries, different cultures, different languages, you know, completely different life. But God, you know, put us together and it, it seems so easy to be married to her, even though we're from completely different backgrounds. Of course, there are difficulties and problems and things. And so I just want to ask you, what are some of those tips that you guys are going to share on the podcast? If you could just give me a couple. Yeah, like my parents are from Finland. And then in Finland, the Finns don't talk with each other at all. Swedes talk a little bit more. And uh, my wife is from India, so she talks a lot. She wants to uh, talk a lot about the issues and she has uh, a lot of ideas. So it's like two cultures meet in the middle. Uh, I like to talk, but uh, I don't think as much as she does. She thinks a lot about the, the different things that we go through and I... I try to um, give it to the Lord as soon as it feels too tough for me to handle. But um, what I've noticed is that when we have talked through these things that she has um, had on her mind, uh, it makes uh, the whole life much easier. So that's the first tip that I want to give to people is that uh, if there's a problem, you need to, you need to address it. Otherwise, it will it will grow because it always grows. Give me another example in your life where you have really seen the power of God, the power of Jesus in your life, or in your marriage specifically. So, as I said, my wife is from India, and her whole family is uh, they believe in Hinduism, oh. which uh, is very different from uh, Christianity. Like they have three major gods, and then they have like one God for each issue. So it's like thousands of gods. And uh, my wife had a problem with that like from early age. And uh, she also had a lot of experiences. Like she was, you have to understand that women in India are next to nothing. So she has experienced uh, rape, even rape by a, a close relative. And uh, she was abused, and her grandmother uh, told her, like from the day she was born, and still do, that she regrets that she was born because she's a girl. Uh, so these things, of course, create something inside of you. And um, she took those feelings into our marriage, and uh, and kind of figured that all men are like that. They, they take what they want and they uh, doesn't consider what the woman wants. And so this is something that we have been working on in our marriage from day one, actually. Yeah. That uh, her uh, point of view is equally important to mine. And uh, even if the situation isn't as uh, uh, aggressive like in the States or in Europe, there's still like this uh, idea that uh, what the men, what men think and what men act on is it's much uh, more important than the, what the women has to say. 
Uh, so we're we're trying to be equal in in our marriage, and that's also something I would like to address to people. But if you want success in your marriage, you have to understand that you are two equal parts, and no one is more important than the other. Yeah, and I think that sometimes people use the Bible to to say that the man, even though the man is the head of the home. We put the man higher, but it, that's not true. God is the high, you know, it's two plus God. You know, we need God to be in the head and he is the director. He is in charge. He dictates, you know, and then the husband now, and wife are equally coming together. They have different roles for sure. We have different roles. We're created different, but we're equal in the same way. And so I think that, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is so important. And especially coming from her culture, what that is like, you know, I can't imagine. I mean, yeah, your identity would be so affected in that. Yeah, and and I feel that uh, especially in the in the church in in Sweden, like uh, we, the Swedish church used to be the same as the state, but like twenty two years ago, they divorced from each other, and the members went from hundred percent to four uh, percent, but the small percent that's still in the church, they have adapted like the old way of thinking where the men should decide things and women should at best sing in church. So I think as a church, we have a lot, lot to learn when it comes to equality. Yeah. And you were mentioning in the title of your podcast in the subtitle, the secular country, living in a secular country. And so what could be some ways as a Christian, as a believer, as things are getting darker and darker by the hour, we're in 2023, things are changing so quick, so quickly and so rapidly. How do we still represent God to the world? I mean, I, I think there's a lot of people that really believe in God, but they're afraid of uh, speaking out because uh, there's a, such a um, judgment from, from the society. Like we were labeled as crazy people and, and, uh, uh, also the government is showing uh, that they're taking a side because they're closing down Christian schools and closing down um, they have removed like religion from the curriculum and so so uh, I think um, the only thing to do is testify and Bad be proud that you have faith and be proud uh, over the fact what, what Jesus has done to you or to you in your life and uh, don't be afraid to talk about it. And you could be very discouraged by that. From your story, going into the church and being yourself and tell, telling your testimony, your life, and then rejecting you, you know? You would never expect eh. that would be the response of the Christian people representing God, you know? But we need to do our job as Christians. We need to do our job as believers and represent Him correctly, represent Him well, and we can't just judge everybody by the by our own fleshly eyes and our own fleshly desires, it has to be through the spirit. And man, it's it's tough. It's getting worse. It's getting more difficult to be a believer. Yeah. But be bold, like you said, be bold. Yeah, well, I think uh, the Bible says that we should uh, show how the way we act. Personally. Uh, and I, I think that's the way to go. It, yep. it, it doesn't matter how loud you're, you're, you're screaming. Uh, it's all about the way you act and the way you yeah. approach things. What advice would you give to someone today who may be struggling with their faith? Or maybe there's someone like you in the beginning of your life, you're a little, they're a little skeptic. Like, I don't know if I should believe this, but I want to, I, I need something. What would be your advice to, to these people today? Oh, wow. That's a 
That's a big question and a hard question, but but at the, I think testimony is the way to go. Uh, like everyone has a story, and if you are even considering uh, that Jesus is your savior, then there's a, I'm sure there's a bunch of people around you that has the same feeling. Get together with those people, be honest about how you feel, and together you will move mountains. Yeah, community. So yeah, <laughs> this is something that I really lacked when I came to Brazil as a missionary because the current language, the local language is Portuguese and I wasn't fluently speaking Portuguese when I came. And so the community is there, but I felt like I couldn't enter. You know, I feel like I couldn't be myself. And I struggled for a while. The first six months of Brazil was so tough because I couldn't express myself the way that I needed to. I couldn't tell people what was going on. You know, it, yeah. the community is so important to have those people around you. When I met my wife, things changed rapidly because she understood me, you know, she speaks English, <laughs> I can express myself. And then we started to find more people who speak English and it just, I also helped learning the language a little bit as well, but community is so important. And I think this is the biggest thing I miss from the United States is community. Being with like-minded individuals who speak English that yeah. I can understand, you know, <laughs> that's the, that part. But yeah, I just community is so valuable. I miss it. A lot. So, yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right. Get with people who who have testimony because there's so many people. Yeah, so many. Uh, well, we don't have that community in Sweden, and that, really? that's so sad. But but wow. I mean, uh, we're in the. I I hope and I think that we're in a rebuilding phase where uh, we see a lot of small churches come along. And uh, and as uh, if you look at all the programs for drug addiction, they always talk about uh, a greater force than yourself, which yeah. is basically Jesus, but they don't put a name on it. And, and I think we need to learn how to get those communities closer together, uh, so that we so we can uh, uh, actually talk about because we're talking about the same thing. Uh, we're talking about. Uh, uh, believing in a force much greater than us and uh, putting uh, all the sorrows and uh, anxiety and put that in this uh, God God person that they talk about uh, uh, in his hands. And, and that's just what we're doing as Christians as well. Yep. I, I think the biggest story is that we have, Christians have context to this person that we put everything in. Uh, when you go through these programs, there's no context to to this greater force. They just say that there's a greater force. Uh, so, so I think uh, what we as Christians can do for those people is that we can offer context to what they're already believing. Yeah, yeah. Make it bring something that makes sense. You know, like yeah, like you're building the structure, but you're missing the piece. You're missing the whole, the biggest part. You know, you need yeah. this. <laughs> you know, it's not going to work if you don't have. The batteries in the flashlight, you know, like you need it. Yeah, yeah it's like in, in the Bible when when they say that you should uh, build your house on 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 the mountain, yep. not on on sand. So yep. I, I think that that's the that's the same thing. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing a little bit today, Tony. I wish we could have your wife thank on you. as well to hear a little of her story. <laughs> but another day, another day, we yeah, can do that. for sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much for everything. Is there anything else you want to share with us today? No, I, I'm I'm so grateful for you having me here, and uh, it uh, it's awesome to know that uh, there's even uh, brothers and sisters as far away as Brazil 
and uh, and we look forward to uh, keep spreading the the gospel and uh, we hope that more people will will find uh, serenity as we have and I want to encourage our audience to check out your podcast, Hope Faith Podcast. And this is hosted on Buzzsprout. You can find it there. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, all the mainstreaming platforms out there. And also, if you can send me a link to your your Sweden show, I think that would be really cool for us to just check out and, and maybe hear some, you know, different type of content. I think that's really cool. So yeah, thank you fantastic. again. Of course. If I can have you in our time together with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us the opportunity to talk about you and talk about the gospel. I hope that this will land right with the people that need to hear it today. Uh, we're so blessed that you have uh, found a place in our hearts, and we hope you do the same for people that are struggling, that are seeking real glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.